When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. My name is Dan Rowe, so I'm joined this morning by Pat Rowe. It's a, it's a bank holiday, but not for us. We're still here working, talking all things Aston Villa uh, over our cornflakes this morning. I've got a cup of tea and me, Claret and Blue mug. Um, I mean, look at that, it's terrible, isn't it? We've been in the dishwasher a few times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we've updated the logo since then. Um, Pat, how are you this fine Thursday morning? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what a bank holiday is. I don't think I've had one off since I've worked here. But yeah, I think I get the weekend off, so I'm just eager to get to that. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Nice day. Yeah, my family, my, my partner don't understand that we work bank holidays. It's like, what, what what are you doing? What's the point? It's like bank holidays usually in the season, Easter Monday, there's football going on, yeah, isn't there? On bank holidays. Boxing day, day, stuff like that. Um, But yeah, Queen's Jubilee, we're still working. Here we are. We're going to do half an hour of a few different AVFC topics this morning. And we are on a tight schedule, so let's crack on. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll start with the Michael Beale stuff. Let's kind of address the elephant in the room, first of all. Pat, you wrote wrote a story a few days ago saying that Beale was potentially not going to be interested in in a move away from the uh, Aston Villa assistant manager role. A couple of days later, he's holding a QPR (laughs) shirt, which is, sure, these things happen. Thanks um, for that, <laughs> Yeah. And I kind of want to almost pull rank here a little bit as the, the older of the two of us, the more experienced in the fact that I've been here a couple of years more than you. Mm-hmm. And just say that these things happen. I'm not going to sit here and throw you under the bus and say that your information was bad or you were wrong yeah. or you made something up or it's clickbait yeah. or whatever. So I've seen some absolute nonsense thrown your way yeah, on Twitter, which yeah, I on. completely disagree with. Things change. At the time that you posted yeah. that, that was believed to be correct. Things change in football. I've kind of feel like for people that are coming at you going, you were wrong, you made it up. I feel like you need to learn a bit more what the football industry is actually like rather than assuming information was wrong. It goes through editors and I have to show evidence of it. But at the time, I mean, I got told um, the offers were on the table from championship clubs. Uh, It was early last week. And as as of that point in time, he wasn't interested in it. So went with it, took it to the powers above and they were happy for it. Um, Probably should have undersold it a bit in a bit of naivety <laughs> and inexperience. But yeah, things can change and they obviously have changed. But uh, yeah, that's just one of those things, isn't it? Live and learn. There's nothing you can really do about it. We we kind of aggregate news from elsewhere. We we report pundits quotes. We do opinion pieces. And every so often yeah. you'll hear from a source, either the subject directly or a family member or a relative or an agent or whatever. And you run mm-hmm. a story and things change. Yeah. Um, a couple of examples that spring, spring to my mind quickly before we move on. When I was doing the Villa View with, with Dan Bardell a few years ago, he, we were adamant that um, Jack Butland was coming to Aston Villa. And at the time, that was correct. And it, 
fell through, nothing came of it, and he'll still get jokes this day. Like, oh, you know, where's Jack Butland? When's he signing? Things change yeah. in football. Player, player moves fall through and stuff. Yeah. Um, and the other one was Adebayor. I don't know whether you remember that yeah, from yeah. The, the year just before we got relegated. Oh, too, didn't he? He, he was at Bodymore Heath. He got pictures in the shirt, and just before he signed the contract, God's had an intervention with him and said, don't sign here, the club's cursed or something, and, and it all falls through. And you know, But at the time, cool. people are, are suggesting Adebayor's going to sign, and they, they weren't wrong. It's just that the football landscape changes a lot quicker than you think so yeah all that kind of caveat out the way I'm not going to throw a, a young journalist under the bus um, yes. and I don't even have to caveat it with the fact that you are young let's just not be abusive to people online to you know that should yeah, go for any, any age <laughs> um, but yeah let's move on he's gone now he's held up the QPR shirt he's a QPR boy or he's a London boy I think he said um, did you see that video like the QPR did of him jangling the keys yeah, uh, that was great. Out or something. Yeah, found a tweet QPR saying I'm not letting my nan out of this cage, and that, that meme that goes round until we sign Beal and there's a video of him jangling some keys. Uh, yeah, yeah nice from QPR. Yeah. Um, let's say so yeah, let's talk about the the actual fact that he's gone. I mean, I said we're going to be half an hour with four minutes in so far, and haven't really said anything. Now, I don't really know if this is a big deal. I feel like I'm supposed to be annoyed about this and that there's a bit of a meltdown on Twitter that this is the brains behind the operation leaving and yeah. Aston Villa are in big trouble next year because, you know, Martinez has talked about Beal being, you know, speaks more than Gerard takes the coaching sessions, all these kind of things. Yeah. I mean, that's every assistant manager. Yeah. Generally speaking, a lot of assistant managers do the bulk of the, the on-the-pitch stuff. You know, Craig Shakespeare, uh, Richard O'Kelly were Dean Smith's men to do that and be the kind of, you know, you've got manager and players and the assistant manager kind of sits in between and, and is a go yeah. between between the squad and, and the and the staff. So I don't think that's unusual for, for Beal to be this vocal character. Um I also think this isn't Martin O'Neill walking out five days before the season. Exactly. It's your assistant manager leaving two months to go. If Villa start badly or a poor next season, do we put that down to Michael Beal or do we put that down to Stephen Gerald being unable to adapt over these next couple of months? So for me, I feel like the the kind of fanfare is, oh yeah, this is really bad. Be annoyed, be sad, be angry. And I kind of just sit here and think I'm shrugging my shoulders, going, he's the assistant manager of a side that just finished 14. Yeah. It's like whoop de doo. You know what I mean? We'll replace him yeah. if we do replace him, and we go again. I don't really care to be honest. Well, with the season over and no more games to melt down over, and the transfer window going too well for us to melt down over that as well. <laughs> I think oh, we've yeah. got to melt down over something, haven't we? And Beal is just one of those things people have probably chosen. I think, as you said, if it was five days before the season, like uh, or a week or whatever, John Terry and uh, Richard Kelly left at the time that happened. I was like, oh, it'll be fine. But then obviously, <laughs> <it wasn't. laughs> but um. Yeah, I think we've got two months now, a month or whatever, before pre-season at least, before they get back into the, the facilities, get back working. It's time for Gerard to pick a, a replacement, time for him to work with him, time for the players to adapt to him. Like you said, I think all assistant managers are quite heavily involved in the team. I don't think Dean Smith ever did anything with like in uh, coaching, like the actual uh, sessions apart from overseeing. You see Klopp before games, watching the opponents while the, his team training. Obviously, the assistants are taking charge there. I think that happened similar at Liverpool. And yeah, I was going to I was, I was bring that up. There was, there was a tweet yesterday from, from Key, and I've mentioned on here a few times. I, uh, he's a good follower on Twitter. I think he speaks speaks sense. He said, remember when Klopp's right-hand man, Buvak, left, the brain left in Liverpool in 2018 and fans pooed themselves. He didn't quite say that. Yeah. Uh, Pep, Pep Linders came in and made them even better. If you're in manager's entire worth is based solely on his assistant, your manager isn't very good. 
coaches yeah. are replaceable. And Bill, to be fair, I'm kind of caveating this by saying, oh yeah, who cares? Bill's gone. He does. He will be a loss. Like, there is a lot of talk yeah. about him being being a really good coach, good young coach. But I also kind of feel like uh, this shouldn't be a shock to, especially the people inside the club, that highly rated assistant coach wants to be manager. I mean, that's highly yeah. breaking news, is it, that he's going to want to go on and prove himself at some point. Stephen Gerrard was an assistant coach somewhere at some point and then wanted to go off to test himself as being the main man. So, um, yeah, if you've got a good coach, they want to leave. You kind of yeah. feel the other way. If you've got this coach that's willing to be around for forever and ever, you kind of think, well, are they not that good then? Because yeah. they don't want to go and, and test themselves. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, if we replace him is, is also a question. We've got a pretty big coaching setup as it mm-hmm. is. I mean, is there even a, a talk to, to say that we won't even bring in another number two and kind of Gary McAllister takes assistant role rather than just being a coach or first team coach or whatever his role was? I think we will get someone in personally. I think... Obviously, Gary Mack was was Gerard Houllier's assistant. I think so. I think yeah. So he's done the role before, and obviously he's capable of it. And got Aaron Danks as well. Obviously, Austin McPhee. I think he set pieces. There, are, there is a big enough coaching staff to rely on and fall back on. If we didn't, it's not a disaster if we didn't. But I think Gerard will be looking for an assistant. That's where all those Chabi Alonso links in there because of his autobiography. Mm. I think it was him or Carragher that he said, Chabby Alonso or Carragher. It was like a I dream, dream yeah, coaching dream. staff. I'd love, yeah. to, I'd love to have him as my assistant. I can't see Carragher dropping the uh, sky. <laughs> yeah. I think he's too good at that. But um, yeah, I think Villa Analytics did quite a deep dive into Chabby Alonso and he looked good, like you could see it working. And he did leave his uh, Real Sociedad role. I think it was Real Sociedad. Um, Real Sociedad B, I think. Yeah, the B team has got La Liga too, I think. Um, they got relegated, but he did quite well with them. It was a young squad, I think. So that link probably made sense, but I think it's since come out the BBC film McNulty that we just spoke about that said it's not going to happen. So we're just one of those that Gerard's on holiday now, I think. So it'll probably be a few weeks before anything develops with that one. But yeah, I think you'll get someone in. I mean, it's not a massive surprise, like I said, for for Bill to go. Somebody mentioned just in the comments there was a picture of the squad of maybe a week ago at Bodymore Heath or ten days ago, and Bill wasn't in that picture. Kind of putting two to, two and two together here that you know he's not going to be there long term. So let's kind of ditch him from the photo, or he was pre, you know he might have been down in QPR or whatever. Was it a wedding? Okay, wedding. fair enough. There we go. Yeah, putting two and two together, and making five. The comments are kind of divided here. Steve says, I think it's seriously bad news. Uh, Terry and O'Kelly leaving before the start of the season disrupted Smith's setup, which, yeah, I agree with. Um, and then somebody else said, at least, uh, Andrew, at least Bill's gone now, not at the beginning of the season. Plenty yeah, of time for, to change things and players to get used to it. So, we'll wait and see. Like I said, if this was the season starting this weekend, I'd be thinking, oh, that doesn't yeah, bode well. You know, we're scared. We're supposed to be on this like AVFC project of pushing into Europe and buying into that and believing in it, but our assistant manager thinks, "No, nah, I don't fancy that. Get me in the championship." I'll be thinking, "Oh, you know, what's going on no, here?" But just a natural progression for him. Yeah, like QPR did quite well this season. I think they were close to getting promoted, but then they bought, they fell off in the, that second half of the season, which does sound like a Villa squad to be fair. <laughs> the second half of the season drop off, but um, I feel like you can't blame him for taking the opportunity. Yeah, no, I don't. Gerard could be out of a job. At November, who knows what happens in football? Like if he loses five on the bounce to start of the season, like Smith did, what happens? Yeah, so like uh, guaranteed, is it? So he's just taken the opportunity given to him. I mean, yeah, he's gone to be a manager and test himself in the championship to hopefully. I mean, the aim will be to get QPR promoted at some point, whether that's next season or not. Yeah, he goes with my best wishes, like I said at the start, and really think 
I care to be honest. Like I don't want to fake this sort of faux anger. Oh, I can't believe he's gone. Oh, you know what? What? What the hell? Richard O'Kelly left early, um, late in the in preseason last year to do nothing. I mean, yeah. I don't know if he retired or what. John Terry the same, just kind of left to hopefully become a manager and, and Thank again you. did and nothing. John Terry. <laughs> yeah, so you kind of look at them and go, yeah, well, yeah, they did kind of like depart this project and and try and find something else and didn't. Whereas Michael Beale's left and gone straight into yeah. management. He's got one yeah. foot in another boat before he's left. Fair yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Uh, Alonso, Jabby Alonso on him quickly. You'd assume again he's leaving a B team in Spain to go and be a first choice manager in a in a higher higher up job than that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, he I might come to Villa. It would be a step up to the Premier League, getting an assistant role there. But yeah, you'd like to think he's now trying to yeah. test himself as a manager, not coming to be a number two again. I'd say it'll be one of those things. We'll appoint somebody, and we'll all be going, "Who's that?" Yeah, you'll have no it's idea. Not gonna be some, it won't be some big name. It'll just be some decent rated coach that's going to come in, help Gerard, and that, that'll be that. Wouldn't be surprised to see like yeah. some Liverpool coach he's worked with in the past. Yeah, and yeah, and it'll just be yeah, he's in, cool. Let's move on. I said it a few times. I think we did our end of season review uh, that went out a week ago, I think. And we're kind of talking about the project, Project Villa, the Villa engine, the Villa way, all these things. And I just said, oh, let's just win some games. I can't find it in me to kind of get annoyed about an assistant manager leaving. Like we lost 19 games last season. Let's it's Michael Beale was a striker that scored 30 goals. <laughs> exactly. Uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there's a couple of hundred people watching at this early hour, which surprises me, especially given it's a, a bank holiday. So thanks everyone for tuning in. We're only going to be here for another 16 minutes or so. So let's move on for Michael Beale. I've had enough. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the Villas potential best 11 so far as it stands i put this graphic up on facebook yesterday and there were fans going oh watkins won't get in this side and mcginn will be lucky to be playing and ming's still playing i thought if carlos was replacing him and all these different things this is as of things today constantly potentially being injured on day one this is the side that i think is our best as of today thursday 2nd of june martinez cash carlos mings dean kamara in the holding midfield role mcginn and ramsey coutinho behind watkins and ings now, I don't necessarily think that will be Villa's best team throughout the whole season because I still think we'll sign another two or three players that come in yeah. and, and start in that side. Um, so give me your take on, on Villa's best 11 and, and what more business do you think we'll see? I'm probably in agreement with that. I think people are quick to say that, oh, Carlos plays left centre-back, so he did for Sevilla, but he's right-footed. He's played at right centre-back for them. He even played in the centre of a back three. So I think it's very feasible that he'll shift over to his stronger side and Mings will stay on the side. as not as might not be his captain, but he's still a, an experienced Premier League player, England international. So I think he, he's got a big like case to keep his spot. The players have been linked with, I know it's going around that we want a left-sided defender. Obviously, everyone thinks we're going to splash like 40 million on a, a left-footed centre-back now. But the links are Calvin Bassey, who I didn't... He's really good. I'd be happy with that uh, signing. I'm not sure for 25 million there. But um, yeah, a lot of promise. But at the moment, he's probably more comfortable playing as a left back, or in terms of in possession, probably in the Premier League. But obviously, he played really well at centre back. But I think you need a bit more coaching there to be out of the standard to play in the Premier League. And then the other one was Sergio Gomez, Andalek left back, 21, a young attacking left back. So these aren't the starting centre halves that people are probably mm. hoping we're going for, like Botman. Um, I can't remember any of the ones. And Dicko, I think that was linked. Oh, maybe I just did that one myself, just as players we might start. <laughs> just made it up. Just make it, yeah, make it, make it, make it up. all rubbish up, mate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's probably exactly that. But the only thing I'd change probably is formation. I think Gerard with a pre-season, he'll be looking to go back to his number 10 formation, hopefully. 
Do you think two number tens yeah, with think, one striker? I think, yeah, I think the two, the diamond type thing was just to kind of facilitate, stop the rot, get a few results out, get Watkins and Ings firing together. But I think he'll be looking to go back to his what he prefers. Hopefully, get Buendia and Coutinho starting as the two number tens, and then have Watkins and Ings just fighting, and then fighting for the role, not actually fighting. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, he's he's hoping to go deep in the cup competitions. Every single one of them. It's a bit. It's a long season. There's a gap. There's a World Cup that no one like knows how that's going to affect players and their fitness. If if many Villa players go there, the Suarez links. I know we're going to touch on that in a second, but I'd be happy going into the season with Ings, Watkins, and Archer as the strikers. I've, I've kept saying that throughout. You know, the end of the season review and whatnot. I know people. Some people want a big striker. In terms of investment, but I think if Villa are going to splash out now in the remainder of the tra- in the transfer window, it'll be on a like a number eight because I think Sanson and Louise could probably shift out. Mm-hmm. I disagree on, on the strike front. I think if we only go into the season, I mean that kind of depends. If we are definitely playing two up front or trying to play two up front every single game, having three strikers isn't enough for me. It takes a thirty-year-old Danny Ings to get injured on day one, and you're going, "Oh my God, Cameron Archer's yeah, going to play every game through. here." Yeah, I agree uh, if you're only playing one up front, and it's Watkins, Ings, and Archer fighting for one spot, yeah, that kind of makes sense. So if three goes into one, one youth player, one player who's getting into his thirties. Although I'm writing off Danny Ings at thirty, like still yeah. got potentially a couple, a couple of good seasons in him still. He's not even thirty years; he's twenty-nine. I think he's, I think he's thirty in the next couple of weeks. I yeah. might be wrong there. I'm pretty sure somebody in that I've got a list of birthdays for social yeah. persons, so I'm sure. Someone is 30 in June. I might be wrong there. Um, Suarez is the one, isn't it? And again, Phil McNulty, I don't know whether he's any good or not, says that Suarez won't be joining. Take my, you know, kind of make of that what you will. There was a line from someone somewhere else saying that, you know, Villa will kind of decide on Suarez depending on if they move That's anyone the athletic, on. It's like the athletic. I mean, I'd assume that is, excuse me, <clears throat> I would assume that is if we sell Keenan Davis, we'll sign another striker. Now, I would be surprised if Keenan Davis was a Villa player next season. Yeah, now, Forrest have been promoted. Um, it'll be Forrest if, as long as they pay a you know, decent fee for him. I think Villa won't stand in his way. 15. So, I'd love 15, but I'd take less because there was a stage where Keenan Davis was doing nothing and it would be like, yeah. oh, we're lucky to get he a million or two here. Yeah. He, he's gone to Forrest, done well. He okay. will be starting most games in the Premier League for them next week if he goes. If we can get 10 mil, 8 mil. I'm like in love with him as well. Like the same yeah. way we did with Mings. I think we were keen to pay 26 million. People just saying pay whatever they want. We've been promoted. We've got this He's money been good now. for him, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, been good. Goal, two assists, I think, in about 14 starts or something. I think it's the, they're, they're a lot better when they have him in the side, holding the ball up mm. and whatnot. His finishing does look like it's got a bit better. Obviously, he had the in- injury set back. Before that, the goal he scored against Blue. <laughs> I know that helped, but it's blues. But I was just like, well, that's impressive. I've never seen him do that before. Yeah, yeah. he has been good for him. And if we can get as much money for him as we can, obviously that's that's a benefit to, to Villa's plans moving forward. A lot of that team I'll just put up there is also dependent on player sales. Like, you know, if Watkins ends up leaving, we'll certainly need a striker. Um, if McGinn, uh, Mings leaves, obviously we'll need a new centre-back. If McGinn I'll goes leave. to Spurs or whatever. Back-up left-backs. Can't yeah, back-up left-backs. Christine, or however you say his name, eighteen. Yeah, we've also got people like Louise to to resolve a, a new contract or him being sold. So it's still loads and loads to go. Yeah, like, like am I right in saying that the transfer window opens on like the tenth of June or something? June, no, yeah. not the first. Yeah, so like, I'm not sure why it took us to go until the first. I said to you, I think 
uh, Carlos will get announced on the 1st of June. I think I'd read it somewhere, but I'm not sure why he could have got announced on the 1st yeah, of June. Yeah, contracts tend to end and stuff, don't they, in, in, the, in the 1st of June? Not free agents tend to leave on the 1st of June and stuff, so it's always kind of like the day where things are made official. But yeah, transfer window doesn't open until the 10th for some reason. Yeah, um, the kind here from James, which is exactly what I was going to going to bring up in a sec. He said, "Sell Davis, loan Archer again." Yeah, going to bring someone in to to support. Well, yeah, QPR is, is a shout. Um, it's interesting with Archer because I think Villa, Villa will certainly want to take a look at him in pre season. But I do kind of feel like another season in the in the top end of the Championship would do him benefit to see yeah, how far he can go. Can he go to? I mean. Going back to Preston is an obvious shout, of course. I think it's Ryan Lowe, the manager there, knowing knowing Stevie G, and obviously settled there. The fans like him. Um, going back to Preston and scoring 15 goals in the Championship would do him better than having 15 appearances off the bench mm-hmm. for Villa and maybe scoring a couple going in the Cups and stuff. Um, QPR is now a shout with, with Michael Bill. Will, will Villa send anyone down down to QPR? Um, some like Philogene Jean Bidace, maybe, uh, going out on loan again. Chuck Maker, what happens with him? Mm-hmm. Um, Kessler Hayden, potentially yeah. maybe a championship loan. Hayden and Soko Bear. Yeah, yeah, so there's still Going loads of Archer. Yeah, every time on. I watched him, I haven't got the stats on, on it or anything, but every time I'd watch him or I'd check in on a game he played, he only had about 15 touches of the ball and played like three accurate passes. Like I think, although I can't remember, I think Preston were like mid table. I don't I think they had an outside chance of going to the playoffs. I'm not certain, that's just going off memory. Um, I'd like to see him in one of those sides that pushes for promotion. See, yeah. see, and he only had six months, and it was the end of the season, wasn't it? I think so. Give him a full season in the championship. See if you can hit that twenty goal mark, fifteen plus, and then go and look at him. I'd be happy with that. But then I'd also be happy with him coming in, playing cup games in a, a strike partnership up top in the diamond, maybe mm. if they choose to go for that. See what he can do. It was up to Gerard if he thinks he's up to the standard like Dean Smith did. He wanted to keep him around, didn't he? Yeah, yeah if, they, if they keep him around and think he, that won't harm his development to to have kind of dribs and drabs at yeah. Aston Villa, then yeah, absolutely, I'd agree with that as well. But yeah, going out on loan again, the, the longer like the longer the gap's been with him not being here, so there's a point when people are going, Danny Ings is rubbish. Start Archer now, and you kind of think, is he ready for that that step up to the Premier League to be starting games? Probably he worked not. Worked for Jacob Ramsdale, didn't he? And he had a short one at Doncaster, yeah. and they were like, you know what, we're going to keep you around. And then no one thought going into that season he'd start every game, and now he's probably the first name yeah. on the team sheet. So maybe Archer does the same thing, bangs in 20 goals in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, Pablo says, So I guess Louis Barry is not good enough. I've forgotten about Louis Barry. I'll I be think honest with you. That's the problem. Mm. Yeah, I don't think he's developed enough. Like his body he still looks quite small. It looks it? like a boy. Yeah, yeah it looks a bit like a boy. But he's in, I feel like. The move for Louis Barry is to step up a league. I think he's in League Two with Swindon. Mm. He got to it in a promotion playoff semi final, I think, or something. But he's been scoring goals there, hit form there. So maybe do a Kessler Hayden, just bump him up a few, um, a league or two, maybe a championship or just a League One, 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 one. Um, yeah, to see how he goes from there. He's still really young. Was he 18, 19? Yeah, 18 or 19. Archer yeah. Further ahead, I think Archer's 20. So. It, it depends, doesn't it? Because there's a lot of kind of deadwood is probably a bit of a harsh word, but a lot of players in the first team who probably aren't good enough to be in the first team that need to be moved on. So let's say we're talking Trezeguet, Wesley, Gilbert, El Ghazi, El Ghazi, uh, Target, Davis. Not, he's not good enough, but just because he wants to yeah. be real. Target, Sanson, 
potentially, yeah. I mean, Douglas Weeds isn't dead wood, but he's got his, this contract situation going on. Same with Connie, Chuck Maker. So you've got kind of like six or seven or eight players there that you might end up losing for either, you know, going because their contracts run out and they don't want to go elsewhere or, you know, we deem sur- surplus to requirements. So that's kind of six or seven players out of your match day squad gone straight away. And I know Villa are going to sign a, a few more still. But then they were really going to loan out Archer and Kessler Hayden and Lou Barry and kind of make oh, yeah, it even Chuck more for a bit. As well, like Traore. I don't know if you just mentioned yeah, him. Yeah, Traore, yeah. I didn't mention Traore, him. I think he'll probably go. Yeah. Bailey, again. A lot of fans are suggesting what happens to him. Likes him. But, yeah, I think Bailey... If, if we're not Bailey, playing wingers, though. Yeah, true. It's one of those things, isn't it? It could cash yeah. in. That's a difficult one. So you've got all these players that you might let go and then you're going to loan out another four or five youngsters as well. I'm, I'm not saying these youngsters are kind of ready to, to play, but yeah, like you don't have any any depth then. Um, Timmy Rabunam as well, another one. Maybe he, he'll have a championship loan as well. I also um, saw a report the other day that said Nakam might get sold if we bring in yeah. a midfielder. So that really is gutting the entirety of the club. <laughs> And like if Villa again, then if Villa then sign another four or five players to that are better than those replacements, then you've you've got your squad depth back and and better quality, and that's how building a squad goes. But you do kind of worry like there's a lot of outgoings here, and we do need that. Um, but it's nice to have that depth at the moment, even if yeah. although is it <laughs> as I'm saying, that, I'm thinking, I like bring... I read that we're only signing three more outfield players. Obviously, that's a left-sided defender, midfielder, and possibly a striker, but. Mm. The depth that we're talking about, we're talking about shifting on about three, four midfielders. Yeah, a few like two, two, three defenders. Oh, Courtney Hawes, I think will go as well. Just because yeah. he'll be signed yeah. to a new deal, just to keep his value. I think he'll go to the championship. But there's a lot of outgoings. It could be like nine double figures for outgoings, and probably mm. forces your hand a bit more in the transfer window. I mean, we do need that. I was just about to say, like I'm thinking about squad depth, and it's a shame that you lose these players. But then the flip side of that is. If we're needing to get something from a game, bringing Troy around isn't working. Yeah. So what's the point of having him there? Do you know what I mean? Like you might as well get rid of him and, and cash yeah. in and, and, and try something else. Um, the system. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If we're not playing wide players, we've got four wingers that could leave just like that because they don't fit in. Uh, Wesley, another one. Yeah, Wesley. Wesley. Yeah, could Got easily go. But who's gonna who's gonna pay? Like. We talked. I don't know whether we spoke about this on the end of season review or not, but there's a lot of like talk going around of you know, we've got all these players that we've just listed, a few out on loan. Oh, that's going to bring in Villa like 50, 60 million. I feel like the one we like, just said, I feel like could equal 50. I feel like we've said like nine or 10 outgoings there. If you average five million from them, a few like, I feel like you get mm. 10 upwards of between 10 and 15 for Traore, 15 for Davis. That's already what pushing 25, 30. And then just like oh, the little no, ones. I just don't think we'll get that much. I think we'll, it's more like 10 yeah. for Davis. You'll better you'll get five for. Definitely, it's been tearing up. Lee. I don't know what his contract situation is. I think Elgar. Yeah, the French clubs don't have money, do they? That's true. Although he doesn't have to go to France as well. As well. I'm just thinking like yeah. they're French club making permanent. Mm. But they, they don't have money. Can I have Someone says here, do we still have him? Did he get on loan? I Was think his contract up this season. I think his contract's done, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he left on loan with his contracts up this season. I think. Yeah. Um, target fifteen million is is your, probably your biggest earner. Keenan Davis second for ten. That's twenty five. I think Traore's that contract like... keeps him his value decently high. Yeah, I think Traore, you're talking like eight mil, maybe. So that's like mm, I'm thinking like double figures at the very least. Mm, yeah. Um, he was good for people... last season for us. Yeah, he's all right. 
But people talking about El Ghazi, you get like seven, eight, ten million. It's like he's, play, he's barely played for on his, on his last season of his contract. I don't think you get that for him. Yeah, he's barely played for Everton. Trezeguet as well. Like again, he's gone out on loan and done well. Is it Turkey that he went to? Yeah. Um, but are they going to come in and make his loan permanent and be buying like ten mil? I've been people saying for Trezeguet. It's just not going to happen, is it? I think if he does, I'll be delighted. Yeah. I think you're going to let go of these players just to get rid of them off the wage burn and being around the squad and stuff. Just going like, yeah, two mil for Trezeguet. Let's just move him on, get him gone, done, and just make it an easy sale. I think we'll see a lot of that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe we'll dip into the free agent market again, get Ericsson, some players like that. Yeah, he'll go somewhere better better than us, I think. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I said we were going to do till half nine, but we haven't quite done half an hour. Um, the Suarez thing, well, I think we, we briefly touched on it. I would still have Suarez, I think. It's it's not quite the same level as the Coutinho when we're kind of going, you know, who do we think we are to turn down somebody of that quality? Because finishing ability, yes, like he's still, he's still got it. I just wonder how he fits into a system that requires to be a bit, you know, pressing and the movement, whether he's still got that to his game. But I mean, it's Simeone's size are ultra fit. So yeah. if he's still got that side of it and he slots in and scores 15 goals for Villa, that's a, that's a great move. Um, part of me is a little bit like the personality side of it. I know Gerard likes him and right, like raved about him in, in his book when I read that. Like the personality side, like the biting yeah. incidents and the racism stuff and all that kind of thing kind of ties it to go... Well, you know, why we link with these players, Basuma again, the same kind of, yeah. same kind of ill with that that court case hanging over him. Part of me thinks let's just start not touch that. Avoid it. That's that what I'm thinking as well. There is that issue, and then there's the obvious issue of I probably would like to see Archie get those ten minutes off the bench if we're giving him out. To be honest, um, mm. I think Suarez can do a job in terms of his finishing. He probably would score goals, but in every other aspect of his game, I think he's just a massive luxury player. And if Villa mm. were a really good side and we'd finished really strong last season, I think, oh yeah, we probably couldn't afford a, a luxury um, 35-year-old that can just bang in like eight goals a season. But I don't know. No one knows what Villa are going to be like, like next season. It could be a, a bit of a disaster, to be honest, if we did go <laughs> for him. Um, so yeah, I'm happy for us to avoid that. I'd also be happy for us to avoid the Basuma transfer, definitely. Mm. I mean, it's one of them, isn't it? I suppose if, if Suarez is going to come off the bench and let's say, I don't know what, I mean, I'm going to pluck a figure out here that's probably going to make me look stupid. Let's play Suarez, plays a thousand minutes for us. I don't know whether that's a lot or not. No, 90 not. minutes a game. Yeah, so let's say he plays a thousand minutes over the course of the season and scores seven goals. Could Archer not score seven goals in a yeah. thousand minutes off the bench? Like his movement is is kind of the fox in the box. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's the case, you kind of go, yeah, let's just stick with Archer. If Suarez is going to start a lot of games and be a partnership with somebody like Watkins and he scores yeah. 15, 20 goals, yeah, of yeah, course, that's changed. a totally, totally different uh, conversation then. And if, you know, it's one of those, isn't it? You kind of have to trust the coaching staff to go, look, we think this is the right move. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it works out, praise them if it doesn't that's your time to to, to fret about it uh, the 2nd of June when it's probably not even going to happen kind of getting ahead of ourselves to be uh, a little bit you know, kind of working ourselves off whether something that won't even happen yeah. um, I think that's pretty much it though like I said for our little morning show our little breakfast club um, Claret and Blue podcast uh, Bale another one I mean it's just Tony Cascarino chatting rubbish yeah, on yeah. TalkSport isn't it just going, yeah, Bale should go to, to somebody like Villa. He said Newcastle, happen, Villa. I mean, to be fair, free agent 
makes sense for the bail would want to go to the Premier League. I'm not sure he comes to us, but his wages would be his wages are massive. They'd be like 300 grand a week, I think. Yeah, he was on 550 grand at Real Madrid. He's not going to get that. But, yeah, I mean, we I signed Gareth Bale on Football Manager and it didn't work well. So yeah, that's just... I think across 11 or 12. I think it was 14 starts. He got 11 goals for Spurs. And I, I, I remember watching him for Spurs and thinking, oh, does it, he's not really setting it a lot. But I think, I think he hit form towards the end of the season. I think he might have scored like a hat-trick or something. I've got a few in the last few games. Mm. But yeah, whether he can play at the level, he's, he'd probably be quite keen to get some like, fitness like he did at Spurs because of the World Cup coming and whatnot. But yeah, those things in it. I don't yeah. think he wants to be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not for me. He'll be he'll be at the Belfry more than he'll be at Bodymore. Yeah, um, the, the last thing I wanted to plug very quickly, I know we have got to crack on. Let's just play this clip from the end of the season review as a, as a plug for that. I thought, just because he's one of the senior members of the squad, that he just gets a bit more stick if something goes wrong. It's the same with Mings. I thought with Mings, a, there's a genuine argument to make that he's probably our third most consistent player this season. But he gets pelters. Like, I didn't think the 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 mistake, not the mistake against Liverpool, where he sort of tried to clear it's gone under his studs. I was like, that's not a mistake. It's just unlucky. Like, it's fell perfectly to Joel Matip, whatever it was. Mm. I feel like they're just two players on our side that just get pelters for no reason. Like, it just goes to them. It's like the scapegoat. I'd give him a seven. I thought he was solid. I thought yeah, there's games where he's had to fill in at CDM for no reason. He's been restricted. Midfield has obviously been the main issue. But yeah, I thought he's been quality. Not quality, actually. Take that out. <laughs> uh, I thought he's been decent. Not his best, but not, his, not the worst player on our team. So, Should we attack him again Mings? Like, in fact, this isn't for you? Just scroll back for them. My thought on the Mings one, I think I'll say that every other week, don't I? That I think he... He's scapegoated. I mean, Villa have had a tradition of scapegoating various players along along the way. I had to put that clip on TikTok yesterday and everyone was just slating European oh, wings. It's just oh, mad, isn't it? Uh, I just wanted to apply that as, as a little plug to watch the end of the season review. It's almost at 10,000 views. So thank you very much for tuning in if you have. But good bank holiday fodder. I thought if you're kind of sitting around in the, over the next couple of days doing nothing and you want a little bit more chat on Villa, there's an hour and a half of us talking through the season. Uh, player of the year awards goal of the season things like that and we answered a load of uh, viewer questions as well so I've put the link in the comments below so go over and watch that um, I think you're accurate to there on, on Mings and McGinn there's a lot of kind of stick that goes to a senior player's way um, but yeah like we've said many many times just because they're not maybe good enough to be top six for Villa uh, moving forward they're good players to have around the squad good characters good personalities and help blood through the, the new signing so I think McGinn, McGinn and Mings have certainly still got value here um, unless somebody comes in with massive money and goes, here you go, here's 50 million for John McGinn. Different yeah. story then. Um, so yeah, go and watch that if you fancy it. Enjoy the rest of your bank holiday weekend. Um, Pat, I know that we're still both working, so back to work oh, for us. Fish at three. Uh, fish at three, oh, that's decent. Well, they did start at seven, so not great. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for everyone for tuning in to this quick half an hour chat. Um, we'll be back probably at some point next week now, um, unless Villa signs somebody over the weekend, in which case we'll jump on and, and react to that. But I don't know whether anything's coming or not. Don't tell this is being in the know or anything. <laughs> yeah, Joe's on holiday, so assume nothing. It's not a bank holiday. Like, is anyone at Villa even working yeah, to yeah. like announce signs and stuff? So uh, if nothing happens, we'll be back on Monday or Tuesday. Thank you very much for watching this morning. Uh, debrief or whatever we want to call it Um, and yeah we'll see you again next week thank you for listening to Claret and Blue an Aston Villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please do let us know we love hearing your feedback we'll be back soon with another episode but until then up the villa up the villa